thank you for joining uh, my paint jam, my art jam uh, tonight. Um, if you're having trouble hopping on, feel free to leave some comments um, on the calendar so Kyle can get to you. But uh, go ahead and join in with that link um, that's on the calendar on the Reinventing the Tattoo website. Um, I am Renee Little. Um, I uh, host this night, this monthly art night, just so uh, we can kind of get together as artists and take a moment to just chill, relax, talk about issues, go over some paintings. Um, depending on my mood, I'm always kind of doing something a little different. Um, you know, it seems like when there is springtime and the birds are out, I'm going to be drawing lots of birds and painting lots of birds. But in the hot heat of summer, I kind of get a little antsy. I can't really uh, go outside and do much uh, nature painting. So I'm going to do something a little um, different tonight. Um, and whoever jumps on with me, um, I'd like to talk about the current issues with the Oklahoma um, drama that's happening with the health department. Um, I think that will be uh, interesting to hear some different opinions or I can maybe answer some questions. I've been trying to educate myself on the matter um, <laughs> like all week, you know, and it's been kind of crazy through, um, I don't know, just through tattooing all day and then like getting on these different forums. Right now, I think there's like three three forums like the think of right off the bat of tattooers from the community all getting together and talking about the issue but actually finding the real resources and real facts it's, it's, it's interesting um to try to weed out everything so let me get this on here real quick i'm gonna get this all right, so what I have today, I'm going to hop on real quick and make sure everything's looking good. Okay. I, um, this is a board that I've been gessoing um, for uh, a couple weeks now. I like to do um really macro layers you know um it looks like i'll be putting a lot of gesso on the board but really i'm really spreading it out and i'm doing a grid like pattern uh, to make sure it's really nice and even like right off the bat i'll take like a whole puddle of gesso and move it around with, like an index card or a squeegee um and just really get it really nice and smooth and make sure your board um is nice and level um Board-wise, I try to get something pretty durable. I want it to last. I don't want it to like break from within. So a lot of times you'll see this plywood plyboard that's like really thin, and you'll see the components. You can just crack it, and that will like start being brittle. So you could like archive your painting as much as you want, but if your um, your surface of your painting is weak, then your entire painting is weak and could crumble, and we don't want that. So, uh, what else are we kind of going in and out, making sure um, everyone's able to get on? Okay. So, um, this is probably about five layers of gesso, just simple white gesso. Um, and I sand down and I gesso again and I sand down. 
um, to make sure I'm just getting like a really nice, even there's no uh, pockets, there's no like possible air pockets in there that can cave in. You know, I'm like thinking about making a smooth ball of <laughs> um, base silica and um, yeah, chalky ass paint that can help absorb, you know, what it needs to and just, yeah, it, it promotes the longevity of your painting and that's the ultimate like end of being archival with your art. So um, it's been sitting for a second. And the last layer I did, um, I've been experimenting with a couple of different processes. Um, I went through and actually created some inten intentional texture. Um, you can't really see it. Um, it's very, very subtle. But I have a base drawing um, of, of a paint of my painting tonight that I've actually painted three times now. Um, and I think I'm really kind of uh, figured out what I need to do and how to approach this. And uh, so I have all of my drawings of it so far that I've done. And I kind of like really shaped out the anatomy a little bit better with the, with the texture of the gesso. And sometimes I, I saw that as why am I doing this? I saw this like kind of a problem solving technique. Um, I've been approaching this painting so many different times. I've done it in watercolor now and I've done it with pencil, graphite. And me, I just needed that textural uh, way of composing my composition so and then I, I did that and I painted it down so it's there uh, really loosely and I hope that it promotes um, a natural you know effect uh, without doing too much on the painting scale but I, ho I hope that it helps me along so um, I have some like cheesecloth mostly cotton to really clean down my board before I start because uh, it has been sitting and you know, particles in your paint will stay there forever. All right. Pretty good. Put that over there. I'm in a different spot in my studio, so this is kind of fun. Um, I really, this is quite large for my little setup over there. Um, <laughs> Uh, any tattooers will laugh. I'm just like using my actual my pelican case, and I've got it situ situated so like have my napkins underneath. I have my little palette here, pretty nice. And I've tried to like be um, leveled off, not in the middle of the painting, but um, to where I actually want my point of view in this painting is how I'm situating myself, and that's kind of a rule of thumb that I like to do. Um, if you can actually like position yourself where you want your point of like view on the painting. Like if I'm looking up a tree, I can put myself down here and actually paint it that way and kind of stand back and kind of go in between those uh, points of views and see like if you're actually getting across what you want to. But um, I've been really, you know, tattooing a lot lately. So I'm trying to be good to my back. Um, so let's get out some colors. Let's see, I got my watercolor. And what I'm going to do today is uh, this is a different method about getting down shapes. And I've been, if you're my close friend, you know, I've been um, really suffering getting this painting down. So I'm perfectly, you know, I've been getting it down plenty, you know, multiple times, but perfectly has been the issue. 
So I'm getting out. And I'm just using like a plexiglass. Um, I have fields of plexiglass here at the studio. Um, thanks, thanks to um, Pirate Alley Framing. One of my um, first friends I made here in Oklahoma is the owner of Rose, and she's a she's just an awesome lady that's been that's lived so much cool life. And um, I know she kind of like she either has it there or will set it aside if you know as soon as you want it. Just scraps of plexiglass, um, like really good plexiglass from you know using plexiglass to frame art. And uh, I use it to paint on, um, mostly. Or I use it for little projects, you know, or to use in frames, whichever I got. Um, it's a great asset to have around, especially as a shop owner. I've just been using it for so many different purposes, basically. Oh, yeah, I'm getting out some base tones, too. Um, so I'm going to approach this like, uh, applying layers of washes. And I have some linseed oil. And um, I think I'm just gonna purchase it like that. I'm just gonna make some really nice hearty linseed oil washes and get down basically all the tones I want out of this painting. Cause this is a, it is from thought. It is a little bit more psychedelic than I usually do. Um, but I have a strong light source. I know where it's coming from. I have all my shapes and have my composition roughly. Um, and I just, I want to, I just want to put it down on canvas with a brush because I think um, the natural mistakes of uh, linseed oil and oil pigment with gravity will help um, create some happy little accidents. Um, I need to be a little bit looser with this one and then tighten it up. So um, all my attempts of painting it um, with watercolor, it being you know, it got too tight and I couldn't figure out the mechanics of it. Um, Photoshop, I've even done it in a 3D um, the VR headset. I like try to draw it 3D and I mean, it was cool, but it was very rudimentary because that stuff takes so much time for um, details. And if you've ever painted on the 3D painting um, app, it, it takes a lot. Like to, I would, I would probably have absolutely no social life whatsoever if I just uh, painted on that thing where my cats would hate me. Um, let's see, I'm going to get up and get one more. Cool. So I don't know if anyone has heard, but Oklahoma is an interesting place to tattoo. And I do tattoo as well. I have the uh, last 17 in I've been all over the U.S., so I kind of understand how state-by-state state things are different. And usually there's a, a reason that I don't know why, you know. And some things they just do because they do. Um, but I think, honestly, right now what we're dealing with is just a lack of organization and um, no training regarding um, or... I don't know if training is the right word. Nothing's being passed down to the people who are being assigned the new spots of leadership. So all the hard work that we've been doing here, since I've worked here, but I know of, and from what others have told me, 
um, everything kind of gets erased every time someone new gets uh, aboard, you know, it's a sign, the mission of taking care of not only tattooing, but several other things. So they get overloaded and it's just kind of this chronic issue. And the tattoo community is about to, I mean, tar and feather, it seems. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I have ways of dealing with certain issues, you know, and a lot of it I've learned through um, play, paying a little attention to politics through my, my ties that I have. And just understanding like the dialogue and how things really are. Um, and yes, we do have to make a little bit of a stink to show that the community is paying attention and we absolutely say no. Um, there are documents um, that people have found from 2007 saying, you know, what they're trying now is unconstitutional. So, I mean, hopefully that's evidence enough to where this doesn't have to go too far other than stop on a hand and go on, oops. Okay, I will revoke all the letters that I've sent to everyone. But um, yeah, that's what's been kind of going on in Oklahoma. It's been very odd. Uh, but every single year, there seems to be something else. So I love my clients here. I will say that. Um, I love them very much. They're very cool. Okay, so I'm gonna start. Kind of brushing, kind of getting like a motion, you know, going, making sure my arm, see if I need to adjust anything. And I splattered some here, so I'm just kind of brushing out real quick. But I'm literally using like a painter's brush, a huge painter's brush right now, because I think that it will just help me kind of get something and rough. And then I have a really, really, really big, nice brush that I'll start fine-tuning things. So I have like a big, um, I reuse stuff, so I just have like a big plastic lid. I try to start with a new palette every time I do a painting. If I can't reuse the palette, it's sick. But sometimes you just can't. It's just like a mess, you know. I'm, I'm a messy painter, though. <laughs> so I'm a best. All right. Oh, I'm an ochre girl. I'm gonna kind of get into it. Nice rusty color and just linseed oil the hell out of it down to almost clear. That's kind of why I like using the clear containers like that. And just mix, 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 mix. So if you like it, you keep it. And I like to make a good amount of it before I start. And this, you can literally, like, this is all the paint that you will need for kind of brushing this in. That's it. Just like this clear, weird, but it's real oily. So just keep going. And I got to dry brush things in. So let's pay attention here and do some lists. And when I paint, I try to slow down my breath. Try to see through my eyes, not with like um, feelings of like sick. 
the air, the sounds around me. I try to really focus and kind of give myself tunnel vision if that makes any sense. Start meditation. Like soften your eyes a bit. Relax your eyes. <laughs> we don't realize how much we strain our eyes until we force ourselves to take a breath and focus. I've been getting on my readers lately while I tattoo. My eyes are just exhausted. So I'm not going to really talk about while I'm painting because I've talked well. I've talked about it a couple of times here and there, um, but it's weird. So that's why you got to know. And hopefully, I can like get it down because I really have like all these cool, you know, I don't know, painterly thoughts. I I see myself as a craftsman so much that I forget that I have these existential thoughts too, and that I I want to communicate certain things, you know. I forget, unfortunately. But every now and again, we got to give ourselves that opportunity to utilize weird thoughts through dreams, you know, weird experiences. Because that's the way that we communicate, you know. If you do any kind of medium to a surface, you're communicating something. Yeah, and I'm just honestly following these weird little low reliefs that I have made with my gesso, the lowest in the world. And I have like a grid that I'm following. Um, so I can just kind of slowly move my arm. No shame. Oh, yeah. And it is something very misty, um, kind of like a Baroque style moodiness. Ideal, it's like a I'm honestly trying to create a, a scenery, um, more of a bioorganic, turning into metallic, you know, evolution of sorts of a complex. So I'm trying out a couple different textures, like a real smooth, um, mechanical style, like plate to bioorganic and somehow, yeah, I'm gonna pull that off. I just like challenges, you know? Just torture myself with challenges. And this is something I haven't been able to get out of my head. So I'm just gonna do it. See how it goes. And this is a, uh, yeah, so basically I had a thought, I had a clear vision of every little detail. And I've had to reduce it down to light sources to just get it out. It's, it seems because it seems very natural. It seems great. So so far this technique is working. Um, yeah, if you have a vision in your head of a place or a thing, maybe just get out, you know, just one tone. One tone, super light, almost transparent. And then just like think of like how those the darks are, the lights are. And then start, start with that. And then just build from there. Build and build. And I chose oil because I know I can get it real smooth. I can smooth all this out. 
get it so nice and transparent and smooth. Usually, you know, I, I have been doing a lot more in acrylic lately just because of travel. And though I've been experimenting with ways to ship wet oil paintings, and I think I got it. I just um, want someone in the mail tomorrow for a collab I should have sent out like two weeks ago. But that's what we do. Um, we do, if I always suggest everyone do as I suggest, not do as I do. Oh, this is nice, I have to say. I'm like, I really see what I need to see. It's my big, wonderful brush. It's my newest in my collection. It's a fan brush. Nice little angle. Look at that angle on it. It's kind of ripply and weird. And I've checked it out a couple times, and I'm in love with it. I'm obsessed. It's just like the smoothest, but yet I can get all these little details on the edge, you know, and I can like pull and it's real nice. Uh, what is it? It's just a silver jumbo. They're synthetic. So, you know, I try not to be a jerk one day at a time. I have so many like weird, like animal hair brushes from school and, you know, just for, sorry guys. And this one too, there was things that I was actually able to hash out, um, like reference-wise with AI. There's a lot of unfamiliar things that I really wanted to get down, like uh, gold reflections. Um, that was, yeah, that's something part of this year. And uh, I could not, I don't, I couldn't find the right reference to save my life. I couldn't make the reference to save my life. But I've been dabbling around with like a real cheat AI thing for my references lately, just to help you know speed things along with just everything. And I was actually able to, like, it was weird. It was like the robots know what I was thinking. Um. I was able to actually get some references just by wording it very specifically what I wanted. Um, and I think that's the, that's just the true test of AI that you have to be specific. Oh, it's weird when I spot it on here. And when it's wet, you're still able to kind of massage it off the board. There we go. That's a good gessoing if that is. Okay. And I'm just smoothing all this out. This is going to be my brightest point. I will put actual paint down on there and just not leave it just gesso. But I can really massage all of this pigment into the gesso board that I have so far. Look at that. That's just like flawless smoothness. And it's all about the brush, you know. And getting your board too, just like where you want it. You know, I've, I've struggled most of my life just trying to figure out where to put my body on stuff because I'm, I'm like oddly small with long legs. So I could never like figure out how to sit in a chair comfortably. 
Um, so I've always like suffered. I always sat on the floor. You know, it's really funny trying to talk to people about like their different methods and how many people sit on floors while they paint. Or, but I mean, realistically, it is best to just keep moving yourself around. But if you find yourself hurting in any way, you gotta move it. I said like squat for nine hours at a time. That's great. So everyone is still free to chime in. Um, ask some questions if you like. I just keep rambling on like a boo. Some parts I'll have to focus a little bit, but you know, that's painting. All right. It's looking good and smooth. Not too bad. Um, all right. I think I can start blending in some other tones. Again, I'm going to make this just. The most washed out blender that can be almost translucent. I'm just building this up from the lightest to the darkest. See how we got. Getting in the light first. I've um, really been studying a lot of bioorganica. Um, well, I, I always have loved it. I've always loved like um, making things look like they're twisting and making things look like they're growing and forming. I mean, art school, they used to have us um, try to paint like foam cords, you know, like old school twisty foam cords. Um, that really taught me a lot about how like a, a ribbon will twist or how um, plants will grow and conform themselves, you know. Um, but there's a certain kind of really awesome, like, metalist book, Bioorganica, that um, I'm just really drawn to. And um, I've been lucky enough to be around some really cool artists that do that stuff. So this is, I, I've been wanting to just give a little nod to that lately. I think in this painting, I've been trying to really figure out how to implement that correctly. Oh yeah, nice and light as all hell. You can see with a bigger brush how fast you can go. Have this giant painting as soon as you walk into the shop. Well, now it's it's up as part of a show. We just got done with our um, our summer solstice show, which was great. Um, I mean, the amount of art that we get submission wise is amazing. Um, like the entire gallery is full right now, um, and I always try to contribute something. But um, this round, I was just, you know, absolutely overwhelmed. Nothing was dry, nothing was ready. 
So I uh, entered our giant tiger because it was like very jungly hot. Looks like you can hear like the, the gross panties, you know, this <laughs> of a hot tiger. Um, and it's like kind of a, it's actually, I like it how uh, it's better lit anyway for that. Um, but everyone asks, like, oh gosh, like how long did that take? And I'm like, oh, it took me four hours. Because um, I used like a huge painter's brush, it's just acrylic too. You know, I wanted to do a really fast painting um, and just get it down. And I, that one I was dealing with a projector um, to get my um, my image onto the board because I had like pre-drawn it, pre-figured out, like I simplified it, you know, I just like brought it down, I think to maybe like six colors max, um, really, really simplified the overall design of it. Um, and yeah, just like made a little line work. Like, I don't think I made line work. I think I just used the black. I just made a monochromatic version of the painting and put it up on a projector and scaled it. And I, it's a six foot, it's a seven, it's seven foot tall, eight foot, it's an eight foot tall painting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it took nothing. It literally took four hours to just brush it in. Like I got all the blacks with the projector. And um, yeah, and then like finally like stood back from it, looked at it, and then like did the highlights and stuff and did, like everything I wanted to, and then boom, it's kind of done. So that was a that was a technique that I could see like being really useful. Um, and I wanted I thought about doing it with this one because it's probably so precise, but I don't know. Something told me to just be a little bit looser with this one. So we'll see how that goes. And it was for a reason, you know. And I like trying secret methods always um, just helps overall in my daily process. Especially painting is, you know, uh, one day I'll try to sell my paintings for money, you know. Um, realistically, as a professor, you got to do a lot to just be a full-time artist, like a full-time fine art artist. Um, and if I wasn't already tattooing, that would probably be what I would be doing. But uh, I really love tattooing too. So selfishly, I uh, <laughs> yeah, chose to just like, you know, not be a hermit yet. I'll just maybe focus on doing that when I'm a little bit older. Because I would definitely be a hermit. Oh, I did the paint. Oh, yeah. I should have, uh, yeah, no, I'm going to take this dark tone immediately, come back with something real light to the other side. But I figured, why not? I wanted to see some contrast. Contrast. There we go. Contrast. I like that. I don't know what that was. Yeah, that's looking good. Okay, I think I've I've also since I'm freely just doing this, I think I've looked at that um, 3D model so many times. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've got this in the back. I got a little napkin.
I'm gonna move this a little closer. Y'all can really see how light that is. It is like the lightest difference in the world, just like barely etching things out. And then you can see too, this is a wait, one pain sketch out of it. It's a watercolor example. Um, and this is gonna be a pretty trippy painting. Pretty excited about it. Realism is really fun and light source. Um, okay, let me say that again. Uh, realism is super fun. Um, I love doing like still life um, plein air. I love like trying to capture something that is just calmly there, come back to it, especially if it's a, like a completely controlled lighting um, still life. It's, I mean, that's, I, I've had plenty of training on that. Um, and it's, it has its own beauty to it because you can really, really find like these glistenly highlights, these little velvety, smoky, like film on fruit. You could find like you really get to discover a lot of weird textures and explore like how to actually do them quickly, so you can just produce this. Like you, you want to see, you want people to see what you see. I feel like when you're doing still life. Of at least really normal things, you know, average things. Um, that's how we make average things beautiful. That's what I think. Um, so, I don't know, I feel like um, when I do my things from imagination, which is all the octopuses are from imagination, I think. Yeah. The watercolor stuff is um, pretty good, like pretty serious in reference. Um, but I think. When you do that, we, we're exploring a different part of our brain because I'm having to remember everything I've learned from doing that still life and then applying it almost like muscle memory. Almost like I don't see it in front of me, but I know it's there. I know that that shadow would be that shadow because, well, I've studied, you know, studied caves, I've studied orbs, I've studied, you know, enough to where I'm comfortable with, yeah, that's where that light source should be. And it's much like freehanding a drawing, but just remembering light sources. And I love um, color um, like refraction, right? I think that's the right word. It's when color like bounces off things. Um, that was my my AP thesis back in the day. Um, I did portraits of people and I put them in weird scenarios like libraries and uh, colorful things, you know, gardens, um, living rooms with a bunch of art in it. And I made them sit and I just studied them for a very long time and did these portraits based off of the color that was reflecting off of their skin. And it's something that we don't really think about normally, you know, but that is basically colors, things reflecting, light. So it's, I mean, and, and honestly, like from far away, you don't even notice, you know, like, and that's honest, uh, you don't notice like little weird shapes. You don't notice like, it was almost like there was like syrup poured on them at certain points, you know, of direct color. But far away, you don't see it. So it's, Kind of impressionistic. Um, 
And I just thought it was a really great study to learn how color reacts and how our color blends. And that's how I use, um, if I'm deciding whether or not, if I need to move something from a cold tone or a cool tone, um, I think about what, where that light source is. If, it's, uh, if it needs to be pushed back, you know, um, use something cooler. If you need to push it forward, you do something warmer. If you need something about the mid-ground, do like a purple. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's kind of like you, you develop these little these little systems of just playing with playing with color and changing the mood of things. The mood sometimes is everything. And you can change the mood based off of your composition, your values. That's like the true art of communicating through visual art. Okay. Layer two. I've got paper towels and this awesome cotton rag. Let me get it all clean. There we go. I love the fact that I can do this. Most um, people at my studio don't work on Mondays, so I get the whole studio to myself, which is pretty awesome. I kind of feel like a queen in here, you know? <laughs> um, if I am just painting in here, I usually have the music on and just, I don't know. It's, it's a big place, so it's kind of cool and you can just turn off all the lights and like isolate yourself and control all the lighting. Pretty cool. Um, I can make it pretty moody in here if I want to. Okay. And then the end teal. Now I will get to a point. And I cannot paint any more on this because it will be too wet. Well, that is okay. I have a plan. <laughs> a plan. Trying to, trying to convey. Okay, so what I'm trying to convey with this entire complex, this weird, is that imagine if you're inside of a snail shell, like a. You know, the golden ratio, eventually, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm inside of a Nautilus shaped um, complex, looking down at something pretty cool. But that's what I'm trying to get at. So here's like the insertion spiral, and you can see, like these are nice little hacks too. If you're unaware of your composition, um, I always look for nice little obvious spirals, but I'm trying to also make it where I am not, it's not just a flat nautilus, but I'm also inside the nautilus. And like say this is the core of the shell. And so it's whipping through and coming back around. So I'm having this nice white blast of intensity and this shall be very dark. But 
we have some nice curvature here and I'm trying to move it back like this is still background to me um so I'm pushing it back with like really cool teals there we're using color to bring our eyes um back and in and then forward and then drawing it closer and then I'm making the viewer see what I want to see So if you've been listening this this long, <laughs> um, this is basically my DMT trip that I had several years ago, and um, it was pretty cool. So I just want to put it down, you know. If anyone else sees it too, goes, "Hey, I was there too." I'll be like, "Oh, sick!" And you can high five. And yep, I think most famous paintings um, of their time were of visions, and so maybe. Maybe this would be mine, but it has been quite difficult trying to figure out the dimensions. Um, I'm just, you know, I wasn't ready. I had to figure it out first. You know, I didn't really learn any abstract um, painting like this in art school. This, I just kind of figure out. And I didn't really finish art school. I mean, I dropped out for tattooing, so, you know. Maybe I just missed that whole side. Who knows? Um, and everyone stick around too. If um, Guy Atchison is going to be on after me, doing, um, oh gosh, his like, drawing and a little teaching session. Um, I, I feel really awesome that I get to be like right before that. And I feel like people can kind of loosen up before they um, get taught by, like, you know, one of the world's greatest. Well, so yeah, I kind of want this. This is great. So my plan is, after I get a really smooth transition of all this highlight, because um, that's like, for me, it's going to be the main point of like this very soft, eerie, dusty, cloudy type of place, environment. <laughs> Actually, it was like a, uh, one of my references of what I'm taking it from too, is a, a lot of impressions that paintings are actually of like the industrial area pollution of the London fog and like they're um yeah they thought that the pollution was like really nice and pretty you know so they were out there just painting these really nice like kind of foggy environments and um I know the, um, there's a soothingness that I want to convey to this you know it needs to be airy and floaty um because there's going to be very you know, um, yeah. So trying to get it as smooth as possible, focusing on the highlights. I think this is an interesting way to approach this. I don't think I would have normally done it. So um, I think I was watching like some YouTube stuff. I oh, I fall asleep to YouTube videos, uh, painting tutorials. And, and I'm, I'm constantly trying to keep myself stimulated the right way. You know, the world gets so crazy that I can, I can find myself death scrolling on Instagram and just feeling miserable and 
noticing my anxiety is getting a little weird. And but if I'm just focused um, most of the time on things I love, then the world seems to be a softer place, a little quieter, you know. And I think a lot of us need some quiet. It's been a weird, it's been weird. So I think I found this method just doing that, just exploring, being a nerd. <laughs> When it's wet like this too, it's almost like you could really play with what's on your canvas. And um, that's why I wasn't really too concerned with having too much paint out. Because I know that this is going to be me building things, figuring stuff out, you know, reducing the paint by like lifting it off and changing it, carving into. And that's, again, why you must have a really nice gessoed board or canvas if you want to do this. So you just wear it down and go straight to your back of your um of your foundation you don't want that so i'm just going to be creating textures and finding happy little accidents basically and i love doing that um i have some triponoid down here that i'm cleaning my brush out with and i'm just tapping it on my clean sides of my cloth i'm actually going to put this in a little and I'm just going with a clean brush and just kind of drawing and playing with the medium that's on there. And it does, it, uh, sometimes they'll make your paint spider, sometimes you'll get some dribbles, sometimes, you know, you'll get these really interesting little pockets that will collect. Um, so especially if you're just in like the sketching phase, this is great. And it's super relaxing. There's no stress to this. I mean, it's oil, but it's like stress-free oil, you know? Just as long as you have a place to hang it so it can dry <laughs> um, or lay it down so it can dry, you're pretty good. Yeah, I think I'm gonna make this pretty dark back here. I'm gonna bring it forward. I'm pretty much trying to start a new painting. Um, I feel like when I have like, I know it sounds weird, but a bunch of projects that I have to do, like after a consultation day or something, which I just had, uh, a bunch of projects to do. And I kind of sit with them in the back of my head and think them through before I really sit down and start drawing. Because I'm a thinker, I'll do that. It seems like I'm procrastinating almost, but um, not really. I'm putting on time and stuff. But I'll think things through before I just invest, you know, putting down strokes. Hmm. Yeah, I think this anatomy is working out. 
but I think I want this to be so wild story this whole complex okay DMT trip all right <laughs> so uh interesting thing I, I was you know during COVID um I had nothing going on I figured why not this is my time and I was around some really awesome people I wouldn't suggest doing it around anyone that you don't know you don't trust because it's something that you want to concentrate on and really explore if you can and just you know be comforted with the fact that it's um it's uh, you have to let it show you things so it started out you know with darkness and i just closed my eyes and it was very dark and then it started out with a little balls of light and those little balls of light became like almost grids and then those grids started forming um actual 3d objects and then i started seeing like more organic matter like like green glowy little organic matter and i was floating above it and moving through it like a cave and all of a sudden that cave kind of opened up and i could see light ahead and that organic matter became like absolute bioorganica and i was like oh look that's where it is awesome um I was wondering about that. Uh, and then that became smooth and more metallic. Um, and I, I'll, and there was a giant building um, that had a orb of gold, you know, very much like um, any kind of like religious monument, you know, um, that big dome, that big orb. Um, and then it was electricity everywhere, you know, that it connected to. So it was like some kind of power source that I could guess. Um, and yeah, um, that was the start of it. <laughs> so it went on from there too, which was pretty cool. And it wasn't um, a very shocking experience. It was actually quite peaceful. It was quite, you know, just very still. And this is the one image after drawing it on that I could actually make a composition that made sense of the entire environment. So it was almost like I was like traveling through something and I came out this end. And uh, that's the, this is the, this is the little snapshot of my memory. And uh, trying to explain how I'm able to do that is weird. Um, and I, I only say that because uh this uh, last year's Hell City, I got to be part of the wet paint project. It was pretty cool. Um, Chris Dingwell puts it on. And uh, I had lots and lots of questions from people. And it was really great um, to hear, you know, comments and stuff like that from people who watch the show and, you know, from people who, like, just want to learn more and more and more, especially about conceptual type things. Because, I, I mean, I draw a lot of conceptual things for tattooing, but you know, it's always very different for painting. I try to make it not so literal. I would like relax into it and have it be a little bit more fun. Um, and it was very hard for me to actually voice how I can take a conceptual idea and a thought, just an image in my head and get it down onto canvas. And the only thing I, you know, I have many, many, many methods and that's the only advice I have. 
There are many methods depending on your mood, depending on the season. And that's why I always try to come uh, here with a couple different methods for y'all. So art night, you know, come with what you have. So I'm getting a little crazy with this purple. So I'm gonna step away from it for a second. Still fixating on smoothing this orb out and getting it to be really good alone. You know, circles, the hardest thing in the world. There we go, that feels better. Oh yes, and people um, ask about the DMT trip if, um, if you know, I saw the people or whatever. And yes, I did, I did. I didn't talk to them or nothing. I, had, I don't think any, I, I didn't feel like anyone knew I was there. Like I felt like I was just observing. Maybe I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't there, but um, definitely just an observer. Um, but I did see them. So they'll be there. And I'm pretty open about this stuff because I'm a tattooer. I can literally do whatever the hell I want. I'm an artist. You know, I feel like if anyone has to sacrifice themselves a little um, to see what's up, it's the artist. <laughs> so we can convey what's going on. Um, and also I waited a really long time as well. I wanted to make sure my brain was fully developed i'm old if i died within the next 10 years no one would be like oh she was kind of young so it sucks but you know it's always very unfortunate to be young and destroy yourself you know before you're before you're primed oh yeah that is. so there's lots of twists there's lots of motions and i'm trying to really get this on a grayscale level Um, so I, I, I implement this method too uh, while tattooing. A lot of people will use a uh, three color system to freehand. So you'll do like a real light and then you'll do a medium and then you'll clean it up to the very end. Basically that. Freehanding, you know. Sometimes I can just do it with a medium and then a straight two. But I mean, that takes practice and muscle memory so with these paintings i do try to practice as much as possible before kind of diving into it if anyone like grew up with bob ross i mean he did that he did it so easily because he did so many of them so it's always about muscle memory and art and i was taught that very young and I'm very glad because it really did help learning that like art for me just doesn't come very freely. I have to work at it. You know, it's not something that is just a gift. But it's something that if I'm out of touch with, I will have to rework those steps. I'll have to get back into practice. Art is a practice for me. You freely have it. You're off. That's awesome. But, you know, for me, I just always try to keep up with it. And I am. I'm very, I have like that syndrome, I guess, where I'm absolutely terrified about losing it. Ooh, we're getting some sun. Last minute, some Oklahoma sun's coming through. I might go grab a screen real quick just to guard us a little bit. 
the very last end. Yeah, about to get super bright. Something I did not foresee. I don't know if anyone came into the villain art show that was just here. We're always very sorry that it's put on during um, summer, but it is a really fun show. I feel like I don't know how to party. Okay. Okay, so we're at the point where the background is pretty washy, which is pretty nice. So I'm going to go in and work on this orb. And again, I have so many of these little references. And I'm always very surprised with light. More surprised at like um, how dark things can be, actually. So actually, let me get out some different hues here. I'm gonna get out like a real nice, um, it's a cool gray. Okay. Oh. Lid has had it. Very good. Got some cool gray. Um, I've got some browns out, like it's just a really, really dark, dark um chocolatey espresso brown. Um, I'm gonna get out a Christian blue. And, and I'm only gonna use this if I mix it a little bit with white and kind of help out with that smoky transition from um this golden orb all these browns and all these orbs and then to the purple. I want some divide, I want some separation. So I'm actually gonna force a cooler tint than the purple um, next to that really, really warm orb. And that will just, and then fan it out and create like a really nice smooth, misty transition. Um, and that full tone will help that orb really pop out and show like they help a, a, a nice distance. Notice that I'm not gonna bring out any black and we're going to save that for the very end. If you can simplify your paints before you get going, it makes it a lot easier. But this is my life. I did okay. Oh, Brown. I'm just gonna wash this out really good. Make a nice thin layer with mineral spirit and that warm, warm, warm brown. And I'm going to choose where my highlight's coming from. And I kind of want it all to this edge here, just be glowing from all this distant light in the background. But 
there's also going to be that edge to where that light doesn't hit and creates that nice silhouette. I'm just going to put it in this nice warm tone. Making a perfect circle or something like it. We're close. We're close. I mean, I could always go through with uh, my brush and just like, oh, yes, he's close. Let's see. I keep an access point. There we go. And then, yeah, we're close. Cool. And I use, I love this big brush. It just really helps get on a smooth layer, minimum movement. You know, then fighting with just like a small flat brush or something. You can really get into like tight little corners with this angled brush. It's really nice. Okay, getting all that highlight in there, cool. All right, I'm adding a little bit of this. Oh, I'm adding a little bit of yellow in this uh, buff white. Again, I'm just getting in some under layers to this orb. Gold is very reflective, so we are going to have some really nice reflective elements in here. But since I'm kind of a newbie to some of them, I'm just going to keep building and building and building. Okay. Have a little thick, so I'm going to make a little bit more translucent. Just kidding. Here, so this brightness is going to be all right. This is what I'm going to think about this brightness is going to be coming from and reflecting off these walls, so it should have like a really nice clean edge right here of light. So I can bring all of this in. A little bit more than Tudorola. And bring all of this in to that here. And then this is kind of smooth. Some straight line. It's gonna be at this brightest right here. So I can maybe come in here. And I remember it's actually being quite dark over here. Let's see, make sure we have our line all the way through. And put my finger down in the middle. And then just honestly take like a nice wet brush and 
kind of lightly sketch that in there. And I'll go through with like an actual compass if I need to. Um, but this is like a really quick way to just make sure you're getting close to an orb as you can. I'm going to blend all of this so it's super smooth. And already some natural textures are happening. And this is still going to be, and keep in mind, you know, with layering, um, this is just going to be the very, like, most background. We still get to do fun little details. Um, we still have foreground, we still have bio. Like, I love cool abstract paintings like this because you know it's just forever growing. And something, this is something where I can work on like real projects, you know, like tattoo projects or commission paintings or um, collabs, you know. And if I have some wet paint out, I know that I can come over and just kind of add to this. We have a game plan with it. And then once I get down this, um, I'll actually take a picture of it and put it in my Procreate and um, work on it a little bit more. Like now that I have foundations down and shapes down, I feel really comfortable with this. Um, like it's the closest to like the, yeah, close, the closest I've gotten to it, to be honest, um, with you guys today. So cool. Um, so I'll put it in Procreate and work out even more of the kinks. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, that's looking good. I like this process. I like that this is totally not going to be like a ta-da, a horse, you know, or ta-da, a bird. This is going to be a ta-da, what the hell is Renee painting? <laughs> but that's why it's art night. You can bring whatever you want. What are you working on? Um, tonight, I guess we're just gonna have a solo show, but that's all right. It's been a crazy month. Everyone's working their butt off and all my people are overbooked and worrying about this licensing thing. Everyone needed to chill out today. So they're either at the pool, the lake, or I just don't do that stuff. My, uh, I grew up uh, on the water, 15 minutes from the beach. Um, and I love going at night. It was awesome at night, you know? But, oof. You know, trying to get me outside during the day is impossible. It's just so gross out here right now. I think it's like 110 out the other day. So I'm just choosing to stay inside and not die. I really wanted to travel more to the north. Um, Shop life is definitely busy life. Okay. I see how that kind of just blends very smoothly like that. And that's because it's just a very, very 
smooth brush. And building is easy. You can do this with oil when it's wet. You can manipulate it like this. You can just keep blending and blending and blending. Um, try to get rid of your strokes by cleaning off your brush and then just like dusting it out. But I like this movement with the brush too. I like the fact that I could get some natural texture from there that kind of adds to the staticness, you know, of this like big gold electric ball. And then I'll in there put some really cool highlights and uh, introduce my black eventually, but not yet. All right, let's create a little bit of a smoky barrier. I'm sorry if I'm like stuffed up. I'm this weather again is just like killing me. So I might have an early night tonight anyways. Let's see. Just to make sure that I'm not overusing my voice too for the rest of the week. Right, so I'm creating like a smoky Prussian blue with a titanium buff and Prussian blue, uh, which is one of my favorite blues. And I'm just going to put that right next to our orangey bulb. And then brush away, brush down. See that that oil, that purple is already kind of starting to settle. So I can just kind of blend it pretty easy. And then if I want to just twist it like that, boom, done. Automatic texture and it blends and easy peasy, right? It's really about feel and patience and trying your best just to pay attention to what the paint is doing because it will be different every single stroke. So you got to really just put careful textile attention. Okay, there you go. I'm back. Like that. And the sun is really murdering me, isn't it? Let me check. You guys can see? You guys can see. We need even closer. But it is like a laser beam in here. Um, for like an hour, but not right here. So I'm really like, wow, the sun is moving. <laughs> I 
I love this color actually. It's like just like um a mixture of some of that um bright yellow um Christian blue and the titanium buff white. And it's a really good neutral tone. It's cooled down a little bit, but I mean I love neutral tones, like anything like a good wab, you know. Um <clears throat> I've requested that industry ink comes out with a really awesome lock. I'm gonna see if they do it. I think they will. Okay. Push that out, smooth that out. Yeah, I feel like this is forming really well. Um, I feel like we're having like a little bit of an early night tonight and uh, that's okay. This has like been a really nice, chill evening. And I feel like that subtle distraction of having to communicate what I'm doing has actually helped me a little bit um, get down some of these motion lines, you know. And actually, I, I like talking and tattooing. It's, um, it helps sometimes get down images that I have problems with because I, I tend to overthink. So. If, um, if I'm overthinking, um, I'll just start talking and give that a try. If you tend to overthink a painting, get a friend in there. You know, it won't be uh, breathing over you or nothing, but at least uh, you can chat with, you know. And see if it helps, just loosen you up. Um, my cousin used to do that for me when we were growing up, and she got spoiled. She hours and hours of just... <laughs> Staring and watching me not look at her in the face and paint. You know. So she she uh, she claims that she's not an artist, but I swear she knows the process. So she's halfway there. But I feel like this is uh, developing really well. Um, if anyone has any comments um, or questions regarding this system, I could just kind of go through. The steps and what I did, um, but just you know, just go through and watch. Um, I try to include everything right in the beginning. Um, if anyone has any requests for next season two or next episode, please uh, leave your comments on the comment option below. Um, I really want to thank you know the Reinventing Network for um, giving so many people opportunities just to have nice little um, online events and shows and podcasts and talk about the tattoo industry, talk about painting, talk about art and just some, um, you know, it's, it's really hard to be involved with everything in the tattoo community. There's so many different avenues, so many different resources these days. Um, and I'm just really glad I get to be a part of it and try to help the community that has literally fed me um, for more years, um, yeah, almost as long as more years than I've been alive, I guess. So, um, hope uh, next episode will be next, the next last Monday of next month, and I think we'll continue as I open as I have my shop open. I will just be able to have one month uh, or one Monday a month. I would like to do more, but um, it is really hard to get on here and have free time and 
uh, make sure that I'm giving out good content for y'all. So watch and learn and open enough to where everyone can comment and it's precise enough to where I'm not just like talking nonsense forever, you know, cause no one likes that. But, um, I love you guys. And, um, I'm going to jump off here and, um, go rest up my voice for the rest of the week. You can kind of hear me. I'm kind of, uh, um, and there's lots of talking going on about this regulation that's about to be hit. So I'm going to try to follow up and see what's going on up there. Um, everyone get ready for Guy Atchison's um, drawing uh, class. That's uh, next. I think it goes on at 8 p.m. Eastern. So you have a little bit of a reprieve to eat some food and um, get a snack, you know, um, say hello to your pets, and then uh, hop on to this class. So um, thank you, everyone, for uh, helping me out. Kyle, I'm still listening. Thank you so much for helping me out today and the weird technical difficulties we had in the beginning. We'll get it sorted out eventually. Um, and yeah, I will see you guys next month. Uh, feel free to catch up with me on Instagram. I'm on there as Renee Little Tattoos. Um, I have a website that's uh, goldfanggallery.com. That's my studio gallery and tattoo tattooing spot. Um, and I will also be at Paradise Gathering this year, uh, hopefully teaching plein air and maybe teaching another seminar on, uh, tattoo, like tattooing and business etiquette. Um, but I'm still writing it. I'm still kind of plotting it with Gabe. Um, so we'll see if I can get to it and that'll be fun. But, uh, yeah, everyone, uh, have a good night and thank you very much.